0: Hello and happy Friday to all my listeners. This is Cynthia with Hispanic Genealogy Talk with another episode. I'm so glad to be able to do another episode for you today. We're going to be concentrating today on genealogical resources for 2023. And by the way, happy belated new year to everybody. I've been very busy trying to get uh, some of my videos posted online and uh, it's going to be filtered through my website. I have created um, an online video program called Hidden Hispanic Histories and I'll be focusing on the various different histories that have been hidden in many places and locations and the west coast because that's where I live and hopefully I can eventually travel outside of the West Coast and produce some videos in other areas as well. So I've been very busy getting it all together, very technical, but hopefully it will launch in the next few weeks. So I haven't forgot about my podcast though, and I do want to continue creating content for the podcast. I know how important it is to get information out to you as you try and find and connect with your ancestors and your past and your ancient past. I'm very aware of how much work it is. I've been working on it for many, many years myself. And eventually I have branched out to teach how to do it as well. And this is what this podcast is about mainly. But I would like to also bring in various different people that are experts in their field, and that's what I have tried to do. However, many are very busy doing other things as well, so my list of guests that have been confirmed is short as of today, but I am working on getting more guests to this podcast, so I hope you tune in and um, wait for my announcements on Facebook I announce everything on Facebook. That is my go-to for advertising. And thank God for for Facebook. (laughs) So um, if you ever wanna know about upcoming events or podcasts or new guests, always consult my Facebook page. And of course, the name of the Facebook page is Hispanic Genealogy Talk. That's all you have to do in the search. You can follow me, you can like me, and from there you'll be getting my updates when they are available. So I'm very excited for the new year as I continue to branch out to new ways of showing all of you how to find your ancestors and also to just put a presence out there of who we are and bring to anything I do, whether it be video television, or podcasting, slash radio, I'm going to bring the very best to you. I'm going to highlight the best of our Hispanic ancestry and history. And that's what you can look forward to from me. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And you can make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. So let's get started. I want to talk a little bit about the genealogical resources. That's what this is for today. And I have gone over it in the past, but I want to remind all of you um, what is available out there that's free. There are some things that are not free. And of course, you will have to pay for things like membership. But what I'm trying to do is gather information for you that won't cost you anything because I understand how things are in the current Economic environment we live in right now. It's extremely expensive, and I almost keeled over when I got my gas bill the other day. That's a conversation for another time, but it was very high, and there are many factors involved, but um, we are still having to deal with the reality of it. So, if I can find something free for you, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the free stuff first. And if you have any, leftover change at the end of your month or year, you can subscribe to some of these other ones that are relatively low cost for the benefit you get from them. So we're going to talk today about a resource that, whether you know or not, is going to be coming up March 2nd through 4th, is called RootsTech. Now, RootsTech is sponsored by FamilyTree.org. And, um, I love both of these uh, companies because they really do want to help you try and uh, get the best for your dollar or give it to you absolutely for free. So um, Rootstack is coming up, I have registered. Now the thing with that is you can actually go there to Salt Lake City and join them. Um, And that would be wonderful if you can afford to do that. But if not, you can register for the virtual event for free. And I'm gonna post uh, all of these links to the website, to the Facebook uh, and my website, where you can go and check these things out. I I attended last year. And uh, so a lot of it is not related to Hispanic genealogy, but it still will help you to learn and train how to be uh, a good genealogist, a family historian, for your own family. And so the classes are really incredibly uh, done by professionals and by people in the industry that can teach you tools and shortcuts on how to find what you're looking for. And of course, these specifics don't really apply here in terms of, well, I'm looking for my ancestors in Mexico or whatever but they will show you how to use the tools of uh, FamilySearch.org, um, Ancestry.com, any one of these uh, online search engines, these people will help you try and find, you know, the the shortcuts on how to look, locate them and learn how to use these online tools. So I would highly recommend that you get on, if you're interested and you have the time, Uh, But register anyway, because what you can do by registering is, uh, even if you can't attend them, I understand everybody's busy working and can't always, you know, be on the internet watching, you know, five seminars in one day, uh, they will uh, give you the recorded version after. So you can watch it in the evening, or you can watch it on a Saturday when it's over. So please don't hesitate to sign up and you must sign up every year. So uh, the website says it has 200 new on-demand classes and sessions. So it's really a great resource, absolutely free. And uh, I would highly recommend you do it. I'm gonna be attending this year just so that I can make sure I didn't miss anything because the technology changes. And that's the thing about our world today is that we are constantly having to re-educate ourselves or continue to educate ourselves on the technology that we have available. And um, what applied last year or two years ago or five years ago doesn't apply anymore. The uh, technology is advancing at such a high pace and rate that it's really important that we all stay connected to being educated and continuing our our education every single year. So Roots Tech, that's the place you want to go. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you that link in my uh, website and Facebook account, so you can just go straight to it if you don't feel like um, you know looking it up yourself. Okay, so that is one free resource that is great to have, and um. Of course, we all have to look for our ancestors, right? We have to do the research. Unless you have a really great oral record, in which case I would recommend you still look for your ancestors because the documentation is gonna be important when you try to uh, flesh out that oral story. And in some cases, As I've mentioned before, it's not going to be exactly the same as the oral story because, you know, people forget, especially the further away from the event that happened, there's going to be inconsistencies in the story. Guaranteed, just because we're humans and we forget and we tend to you know, elaborate a little bit and embellish some of the story, which is great because when you're telling an oral story, you want your audience to really be motivated to listen. And there's a a, a real temptation for us humans to elaborate and add a little bit more to the story that originally was. So as a genealogist for your own family, you want to be able to really get to the real core of that story. What exactly happened? And um, and in doing so, you will really get to the real event and the facts. And uh, they may be, a, you know, the oral story may blur that a little bit. So in doing so, you have to go look for these events that your oral story will tell you about, in which case you need to have a place to go do this. And in the beginning, things were very simple, you know, 20 years ago, looking for your ancestors. Um, simple but hard. You had to kind of go to the churches to look for uh, the baptismal records or the census records. You had to go look uh, uh, at the government uh, offices for the census of your particular ancestors. So actually, it wasn't quite simple, but it was less technical and it was more hands-on. You had to drive to these places. You had to go, in many cases, go across country to look for some of these documents you were looking for, or maybe go to another country like Mexico. So um, today it's very easy. Everything is being digitized thanks to many people really, but uh, the Mormon church was at the forefront of digitizing all of these uh, records that we have, and especially for Mexico and Latin America. We won't get into the reasons why, but that uh, is basically who started it. So we now have many ways to search, but they're expensive. Ancestry.com, um, many other places where you can get a subscription, but it they have to pay their bills too, so it has gotten expensive. So what I tried to do is to look for places where it doesn't cost any money. And of course, my go-to is FamilySearch.org. FamilySearch.org is the most premier genealogical resource you can go to, and it's absolutely free. You just have to open up an account and then go searching. Now, what you wanna do is search for the documents, and then when you find your documents, you can also go searching for family trees, but I would be careful with the family trees because they're not always accurate. So. Go looking for the documents, the census documents, the church records, baptismal, death, marriage, all that is in there. And if you have a range of where you can find these, like, for instance, you know your parents were born in 1900, thereabouts, and you know the city, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to try and locate them. Um, Hopefully, you have people in your family that can remember these things. And you can just go ahead and jot them down when you talk to them. That's really going to be important. And I did a whole podcast on that last year about uh, interviewing family members that are old enough to remember their parents. And then you can take it from there and backtrack. You can listen to that podcast that I put out last year for that. So I won't go through a lot regarding that. But familytree.org is the place to start. Doesn't cost you anything. I would recommend it highly. And then you want to consider uh, looking at ways that you can position your ancestors within the historical record. So for instance, you want to be able to cross-reference Something that happened in the record with your oral story, and what I'm referring to is at this point in time right now within the United States, the minute your ancestors arrived within the United States, whether that be in seventeenth century or whether that be in the nineteenth century or the twentieth century, your ancestors will begin to have a record of being here, and of course. Most of us speak English, a lot of us don't speak Spanish. And so you wanna be able to position your ancestors within that historical framework. If your ancestors were here in say 1920, uh, you can go to some of these online newspapers and I'll talk to you about one in a minute, where you can actually do historical research on what was happening at that time. And then even narrowing closer to maybe the city that they lived in, say for instance, let's say they migrated from Mexico or Sonora, Mexico into Phoenix or Tucson in 1900 or 1920. You can then go searching for newspapers that have to do with that specific area. Most states will have their own historical records. You can pull them up, you can look at pictures, you can read about events that were taking place at that time in that city, and you can cross-reference it with particular oral histories that maybe, that you have that told about a specific event. This helps you to flesh out your ancestors' lives. And that is really valuable information because if they went through an event, let's just say, they arrived in San Francisco in 1900, and they ended up experiencing the earthquake. And um, they, they talked about that. They talked about that and left a oral record of what it was like. And um, you always wondered what they, that may have been like. What did that feel like? You can go ahead and go back and really feel what it was like by your archival evidence. And there's so much out there. The quake start actually happened in 1906. What actually happened? How they felt? What it must have been like? People that have been interviewed, that were interviewed at that time. A lot of these newspapers have that archival record and you can actually re-experience what may have happened to them and recreate using a little bit of your imagination, what what your ancestors may have felt and possibly may have made them leave the area specifically because of that event. So don't underestimate resources where you can flesh out historical events that you can place your ancestors in because that may be the very thing that changed the history of your family tree. I'll give you an example. My ancestors, my grandmother on my mother's side, my grandfather on my mother's side came from Sonora, Mexico. They arrived around 1900. They settled in Arizona and lived there. My grandfather was in the cattle business and they lived very peacefully there. My mother was born in 1920 and she had all these great memories of growing up in the uh, uh, Sonoran Desert area. And by the time 1929 hit though, they had to leave. And she couldn't really describe, because she was only eight years old, what had happened, but she said it was an economic meltdown. And many people lost their jobs. Many people had to relocate because there were no jobs anywhere. So years and years later, I fleshed out the story. And of course, We now know what happened in October of 1929, the great crash. That prompted my grandfather and my grandmother to relocate from Arizona to California. That changed the direction of my family history. When they relocated, they came out here and my grandfather continued to work in the cattle business and then they were able to continue their family line. So don't underestimate the experiences that your ancestors went through. There is very much to learn and can actually help you to make sense of the different migratory patterns that your ancestors went through, and again, the trajectory of their path and why it happened. So what I'd like to do is recommend an online newspaper. It's called chroniclingamerica.loc.gov. And you can go ahead, you can sign up if you want to, or you can just go straight and start researching some things. Use specific research words to be able to really narrow in on your search, but don't hesitate to read these events that were happening in your city because they because they may very well have influenced your ancestors. I'll be talking more about that as we go along in this year. All right, I'm going to post I'm going to post that link as well. Of course, if you feel that you absolutely want to pay for some of these, my next go-to is newspaper.com. Newspaper.com is the place that I go searching and I was able to get, my husband gave me a gift this year, a subscription gift. So I went and I'd been researching quite a few things actually finding my ancestors on there too. So that's really cool. Um, but it is a, a, a newspaper archive for all the United States. And um, I would highly recommend that as well. Um, actually, it's called newspapers.com. All right. So that's another one, but that one uh, does charge you. I'll I'll go ahead and post that one as well. The other thing you want to look at uh, is finding ways to find your ancestors needing help. We all need help. Everybody needs help. And so this particular resource is not free, but it's not very expensive over the long run, especially for what you get out of your investment. And I'm referring to the genealogical societies for Hispanics in this country. I'm a member of one. And um, as I've said before, I highly recommend it. This particular one is called the Genealogical Society of Hispanic America. I belong to one of their chapters. And um, it's a great resource because we do so much to try. and. This particular organization works very hard to bring To you, the member, resources, seminars, presentations by highly trained genealogists that can help you to find your ancestors. So I'm going to post this link so that you can look at it and see if it would be something you might want to participate in. Membership is only $30, and I would highly recommend that as well. They also are connected with an organization called Banis. Now that particular organization is a portal that houses archives from colonial Spain. And if you consider yourself a Hispanic, which I do, That means you have Hispanic ancestry. That means there are Spaniards in your tree. And if you are so inclined to want to know more about those ancestors that were two to 300 years ago, this is a great place to search for them. You do have to register, but if you're a member of the Genealogical Society of Hispanic America, Southern California chapter in particular, then you have access to a lot of their seminars and presentations. And they teach you how to use their website. They give you search tools. I would recommend you take a look at them as well if you're interested in your colonial ancestors. We all know that Mexico and certain parts of South America and certain parts of the United States were part of New Spain at one time. And so I would recommend that you look into this because you just might find your ancestors at most. And the least you can do is teach yourself What came before. So, this is a great tool. This is a great tool for you to find your colonial ancestors. It dates pretty far back, pretty much to the beginning. I'll go ahead and post that as well for you. Also, there's another great resource out there that you can start searching ancestry records from. And that's called findmypast.com. Their website says you can search for free. Of course, this is North America. So the U.S. and Canada census records. You can take a look at that. I think they also do UK, United Kingdom pages as well. You can take a look at that and see if that might be something that might work for you. And lastly, what I'd like to talk about is so much debate out there as to what we should call ourselves, you know, Latinos, Hispanics, Latinx, or whatever. And um, just a, a little bit on that. Uh, it's very confusing. It's a confusing uh, conversation to have. And the way I look at it, and it might be helpful for you to think about this, is to look at your ethnic roots as identifying viewed through your historical lens. So we all came from somewhere, we all came from, and our ancestors lived through historical events their entire lives. That story was passed down to us. And it's interesting because in this country, there is no one defining category that you can put Hispanics under. There's many different experiences, many different perspectives. And I think that's what kind of muddles up the waters for many people. The government has had to categorize as it has always done in order to parcel out resources for these communities. But in doing so has caused a lot of confusion among the population. And the way I like to look at it is each of us has an individual path that has taken us to this point where we are today. And it's not gonna look the same as anybody else. However, the one underlying theme that we do have is our connection to this experience. The experience of being part of a historical event that was started in 1492 by Christopher Columbus. That is the defining moment for most of us. Now, within that context, there's many different ways that people have come here to the United States. Many many different ways at various times throughout this historical event that happened in 1492. And so I identify as a Hispanic because my connections point to that historical event. My ancestry is rooted in that historical event. And I also know that most of my ancestors, not all of them, but most of them spoke Spanish. And so looking at my history through the lens of historical events such as that, I can then begin to identify my ethnic origins. And that is what defines my identity, the past, which is what we are all looking for. It's a good way to think about it. I hope I have inspired you as well. We can't ignore history. We can't forget the past because it's living in our very DNA. But we can position ourselves and our family's histories in events that helped shape that identity and pass it down. As I always say, name it and claim it. And that's what I'm trying to do every single day. And I thank you for joining me on this journey of now three years in the making. My anniversary date is coming up in July for this particular podcast. And I will be branching out this year. I'm very happy to say that I... I'm now doing presentations for different genealogical groups. I'm very excited about that. I've got one coming up in June. Look forward to it. And I just completed one for one of my favorite genealogical resource organizations called We Are Cousins. Highly recommend that. If you have some disposable income, I would highly recommend that you sign up with them It's their fifth conference. And uh, my good friend Moses over there is working hard to bring you the best of the best of genealogical teaching and resources. So in closing, I'd like to thank you for listening, for being loyal to this podcast. And I look forward to bringing you even more as we go into this year. So for now, have a great rest of your month. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye for now.